So what are you doing today to make sure you're financially set for the future? We have some big news uh, coming. Larry Fink from BlackRock wrote an amazing letter. The president yesterday said everybody should prepare for very high food prices. Food shortages are coming, which I thought was remarkable coming from him. Um, you need to shore up your finances. American financing is there. They work for you, not these banks that have just taken trillions of our dollars. American financing is in it for you. They help people just like you get the best financial position available. They've been doing it for 20 years. There's no pressure, never any upfront or hidden fees. It's just what's on the other side. Financial freedom. You want to save a couple hundred bucks to even a thousand dollars. Get out of those high interest credit cards. Call American Financing. 800-906-2440. 1-800-906-2440. Or you can go to AmericanFinancing.net. But I highly recommend you do it now. Coming up, the exclusive first interview with Donald Trump, 45th President of the United States, on his lawsuit on Hillary Clinton and just about everybody else. Yesterday, the 45th president of the United States, President Trump, uh, filed a lawsuit, and he is suing Hillary Clinton, the Democratic National Committee, DNC Services, Perkins Coy, uh, Michael Sussman, Mark Elias, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Charles Halliday uh, Dolan, uh, Jake Sullivan, John Podesta, Robert Mook, Philip Raines, Fusion GPS, Glenn Simpson, Nellie Orr, Bruce Orr, Orbis Business Intelligence, Michael Steele, um, Igor uh, Denchenko, all of it, James Comey, Peter, I mean, this goes on and on and on. And he's on for his first interview, an exclusive with Donald Trump in 60 seconds. I can't wait to hear this. All right, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Charles wrote in, he said, after only a week of taking Relief Factor, my lower back pain is completely gone. Relief Factor is truly a blessing to those who suffer from pain, and I highly recommend it. Taking the quick start convinced me that it is possible to be free of nagging pain. Charles, thank you for finding out. It is possible, and I'm glad that it, it worked out for you. It's worked for me and about 70% of the people who try Relief Factor. It's an all-natural drug. It takes... Uh, four different ingredients and it attacks our inflammation in four different ways try relief factor for yourself they have a three-week quick start if it's not working within three weeks it's probably not going to work for you um, but find out 70 percent of the people who take it go on to order more month after month call 1-800 the number four relief 800 for relief relief factor feel the difference 
Number 45 and probably number 47, President of the United States, Donald Trump. Hello, Mr. Trump, uh, President uh, Trump. How are you? Hello, Glenn. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for uh, com- for coming on and talking about this. Um, you are some of the claims in this suit, the a RICO conspiracy, uh, injurious falsehood, conspiracy to commit injurious falsehood, malicious prosecution, computer fraud and abuse act, theft of trade secrets. The list goes on and on and on. This is really not. Is this about the um, 2016 election or is this really about? what they did to you this whole time well i think it's about everything it covers a lot of territory it was totally corrupt what they did Uh, if this were done and you know this perhaps better than anybody else in the universe if this were done the opposite way uh, as you know they spied on my campaign when i made that statement everyone thought oh my god what a horrible thing to say i said obama spied on my campaign and the democrats and and all hell broke loose, if you remember. In fact, I put it out, and uh, I'd never seen, I don't think I've ever seen a reaction, which usually means they're guilty. In other yeah. words, you know, normally if they didn't do it, it wouldn't have that kind of, but they spied on my campaign. If this ever happened the opposite way, if uh, I spied on Obama's campaign or on Hillary Clinton's campaign, oh, it, been. Uh, it would have been treason, it would have been uh, everything right up until the death penalty, and that may have been included too. But it would have been over. It would have been the biggest thing ever. But it didn't work that way. So we caught him, and we caught him cold, and we've been just building it up and building it up and watching. And frankly, we wish uh, Bill Barr had the courage to do it right. or do it also. Uh, but uh, we decided to do it. Bill Barr was so afraid of being impeached, he didn't want to do anything. He got at the end. I mean, he was petrified of being impeached, so he didn't want to do a damn thing. But, uh, you know, how do you not get impeached? Let's not do anything. And all so, of a sudden that talk started dying down. But uh, we, uh, we've we been building this up for a long time. Uh, the Durham uh, report, you know, the early, hopefully it's just the early moments of the Durham report came out. And that uh, added to it. And a lot of things are happening, a lot of things, but they all knew it. I mean, look, Obama knew about it, too. I mean, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't just crooked Hillary. But uh, so we expect that names will be added to it as it goes along. But this is very important. But can you imagine if it were the opposite way and I spied on, let's say, Obama's campaign? And not only that, uh, you know, much of the stuff, when you think about it, took place beyond the campaign. It was when we were in the Oval Office. I know. They spied while we were in the Oval Office. So it wasn't just campaign, which in itself is really bad. But but, uh, it took place when we were in the Oval Office. So the the, 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 the the problem here is nobody ever pays for anything. There are no consequences anymore in government yeah. if you're on the right side. Um, and yeah, people sure. are sick to death of it. But this yeah. this is going now to um, uh, I think his name is Donald Middlebrooks. Um, and he was appointed by Bill Clinton. Which uh, is a conflict of interest, in my opinion. That's right. We have a judge who was appointed by. Bill Clinton, uh, who knows Hillary Clinton very well, and we're suing Hillary Clinton and Clinton, and we're suing the Democrats, and we have a judge. This is the way it works for Republicans, you know. Go right. To, and this is this is the. Is. So I think it's a total conflict of interest, and that's unfortunate. 
Yeah, this is the guy who threw out uh, the lawsuit filed uh, against Hillary over her her using private email accounts and servers while she served as Secretary of State. So and nobody could believe that he threw that out. Right. Nobody could believe it. So what are the what are the odds? Or what what is the plan? How how do you think you're going to? I can't believe I'm asking this question because justice should be justice. But how are right. you going to maneuver around? A judge like this? Well, I think, uh, and I talked to the lawyers, they called up and they said, uh, we have good news and bad news. Everyone thinks this case is incredible. And I don't think I've ever received more positive remarks from people. They're so tired of nobody doing anything. I know. And we have them and we've caught them. And then Barr didn't act because Barr was lazy and, and scared. And he was just he was scared contempt they were holding it they wanted to hold him in contempt you remember those days yeah yep. didn't want any part of contempt which means going to jail and he didn't want any part of impeachment they were going to impeach him numerous times so and uh, so he didn't do he didn't do his job but if, and if frankly and it was it's very sad that he didn't because this case is incredible no we have a judge who was appointed by uh, the clintons and who threw out stuff like uh, like it was like it was waste paper and uh, it's very unfair. So, Mr. President, you have government officials like Orr, Comey, McCabe. Right. Um, seemingly actively engaging in this. We're waiting for the, the Durham report. Um, but you have Bruce Orr funneling the Steele dossier to the DOJ right. and the FBI. Okay. They knew that it was false. Um, they need a harsher punishment than just a, a lawsuit. But do you have any confidence that the Justice Department now is anything other than a political organ? Well, it would be wonderful. We'll have to see. And, uh, you know, we had this was accumulating for a long time. Uh, it's, you know, one of those things we're going to have to see. We're hitting them very hard. More and more information is coming out. Even since we filed it, all of a sudden people are calling People are so happy that a case is finally being filed against these people where they, you know, the two lovers, they go out and they then they sue the government because they haven't been treated well. And yet they were using servers and everything else. The whole thing is crazy. So I said, it's, it's, I've got to do it. You know, I'd rather not have to do this. I'd rather have government handle it. This should be handled by government, but it can handle, be handled by us very strongly. And, and this is a very strong case. People that read this case said, wow. This is a strong case, and this case will build. Now, the problem we have, though, is if you have a judge that's going to throw out the case and you have to go through appeals, I think you have a great appeal section, but we'll see. But it's uh, it's very unfair. So we'll probably ask for a recusal, uh, maybe a change of venue, but not a change as, as much as a recusal. I think it is uh, amazing. One of the defendants in the case is a former State Department official and spokesperson for Clinton, Philip um, uh, Reigns, and he said, he tweeted yesterday, <laughs> I think this is hysterical, he looks forward to deposing President Trump. I don't see, uh, I'm not too concerned. Um, they're laughing at this, and I have to tell you, just as a spectator here, um, you are probably the most investigated man on planet Earth. Yep. Every yep. single intelligence agency, at least in five eyes, and I'll bet you it's all around the world. Every newspaper, every reporter, every journalist have dug through everything, and you're pretty clean. So 
what do they think they're going to get from you in a deposition? Yeah, uh, beyond pretty clean. I have a friend, a very successful guy, said, you're the cleanest man oh, yeah. in history. I mean, how about this, where Paul Weiss, a big law firm, that's a total Democrat Hillary Clinton firm, sends one of their partners, Robert Schumer, heads it, or one of the big partners, Robert Schumer, that's Chuck Schumer's brother, sends one of their big partners into the Manhattan DA's office, take two of our people and three of our people, you tough, you know, smart young guys, and go into the Manhattan DA's office. Never happened before because they have hundreds of lawyers do a good job. They took their partner, top guy, an anti-Trump, a Trump hater, like, like you wouldn't believe. All of them made massive contribution. One of the biggest donors, that firm, to Hillary Clinton, put him in the DA's office to prosecute Trump. Let's get Trump. Now we can get him. And Vance, Cy Vance, whose father sold the Panama Canal, as you know, for $1, uh, one that in the worst, perhaps the single worst business transaction ever made by our country. <laughs> and Cy Vance, instead of using one of his hundreds and hundreds of lawyers, of course, he used 20 percent of I heard close to 20 percent of the DA's office, hundreds of lawyers. 20 percent was used on this instead of the murders, the drug dealers, the crime, the street crime in New York, which is at a record level. I know. They were all focused on getting Trump. But how would you like it? And in all fairness, the new gentleman who came in, Alvin Bragg, who is a, uh, you know, considered liberal, he looked at this thing and, I mean, I'm reading the papers, but what he said is such an honorable thing. He, he couldn't believe it. I heard he was very disturbed by the fact that they sent a team of Hillary Clinton Trump haters in to prosecute Trump. Yeah. Uh, from a firm that's that's 100 percent, you know, that's totally against. And it's one of the main Democrat firms. I think the main Democrat firm. What, and I think they have tremendous legal liability. But uh, he sent this sleazebag in to get Trump. Think of this. Uh, they sent this guy in to get Donald Trump. So he acted as a prosecutor. He's right. a never Trumper who contributed. to. So it I, continues. But Alvin Bragg saw that. And he also saw, by the way, the banks weren't hurt. Trump's statement is very powerful. I have a great statement. My statement is so strong. And all of the other things. And think of that. They sent a Trump hater into the, to act as the DA to bring down Donald Trump. And they still couldn't find anything. I, 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 I will. T I, I, I'll I got to live with this. Hey, hey Glenn, and I got to live this life. Okay? I know. A lot I of fun. I did a great job as president. Right now, you wouldn't be in Ukraine. One hundred percent. Russia would not be there. One hundred percent. I spoke to Putin about it. I know that Putin's attitude toward Ukraine better than anybody but his closest girlfriend. OK, I know his attitude better. I know all about him in Ukraine. I said, don't ever do it. Don't ever do it. And I told him why. And I'm not going to tell you right now, but I'll tell yeah. you at the right time. But uh, he would have never, ever made the move. I, so we have a rigged election. And because of a rigged election, we have potentially millions of people dying because this thing could spiral into a nuclear war. I think it's the most dangerous time in the history of this world because of nuclear, because we've never had power like this. And I think that right now we're and we have a president that's just, that's grossly incompetent, that's being laughed at over there. That has no relationship. He just sits there. Everyone's talking, screaming, and, you know, the other leaders, they're all at the top of their game, and he's just watching them talk.
the whole thing is horrible. This should have never happened. Ukraine should have never happened. I, I find myself in the weirdest position at night um, praying hard for the health of this president because I think Kamala Harris would be even worse than this president. Yeah. Um, Kim, when she laughed at the immigrants. And oh, they, my gosh. They call them immigration. It's immigration. Yeah. And you see people coming in on stretchers with their arms cut off, with their face smashed and horrible horror. And she's laughing about yeah. it. I said, that's just... It's not the right person. Um, Kim Jong-un also tested uh, a new ballistic missile. Yeah. He's having fun. What What are, are we looking at a, a split world? They're now talking about, you know, the dollar going away and uh, yeah. getting a new We're digital currency. I mean, this is insanity. And I don't think people understand what this administration has done with these sanctions uh, that will crush the dollar i don't think people understand how that's going to affect their lives that's true well i know sanctions better than anybody because they sanctioned the hell out of iran and they were ready to make a deal until the election we would have had a deal within one week after the election they were they were ready to make a deal and i had the sanctions but people don't understand that when you do sanctions it hurts us as much and sometimes more than it does the country you're sanctioning uh, and what it does is forces these big countries like Russia or others. And, and that doesn't mean you don't do them, but you have to be very careful because it forces them to use other instruments, not the dollar. They go different ways. They sell their oil for gold or they sell their oil. And all of a sudden you're saying, wow, half the, half the world is now off the dollar. It used to be, you know, the currency when I left, it was, it was very powerful. As an example, we use very strong sanctions on Iran, the strongest ever used up until that point but that deal would have been solved and we would have been right back on the dollar and they would have been fine and they would have been everybody would have been happy that was all set to happen do, do you and think then, uh, i'm sorry yeah. uh, do you think uh, mr president that um uh if this continues to spiral out of control uh with joe biden threatening china which is just a joke um, but do you think I don't, I don't see anything standing in their way if we're busy over in Europe uh, with this president of China just taking Taiwan? Well, except the only thing is that Putin's done very poorly and she is looking at that and he's saying, I'll bet Putin wished he didn't do that one because <laughs> mm. that one is not working out too well. Let's see what happens. The problem is the danger is does Putin say, all right, now we're going to escalate into the next level of military. And you know right. what that is. And do you and think he happens, would? Uh, the world is a little... Well, he doesn't want to lose, I can tell you that. It'll be very interesting to see because he doesn't want to... Look, I knew him very well. This would have never happened. Would have never happened. Now people say, what would you do now? And there are things you can do now, but we had all the cards before he did it. All the cards. And I thought he was negotiating when he moved the troops. I didn't... You know, I, I really thought it was a great negotiating posture. He stayed with troops and he wanted to get certain things. And he, they should have been able to do something, but but he wouldn't have done it whether he got it or not. He would so, never have done it with me there. But he, ever. But he's a guy that you cannot have him lose face. How do you give him a win here? I mean, how do you? How would you solve this if you had to walk in right now? He's he's not going to he's not going to walk away a loser. How do you give him a win? How do you end this? Well. 
See, I don't think a win anymore is the NATO thing, you know, that they're not uh, going to go into NATO because that's not, you could have had that before. They should have had that before, but yeah. it was never put, in all fairness, it was never put on the table. Right. You know, there was nobody saying, let's do this. And certainly it should have been because I guess they didn't believe, you know, they didn't think he was really serious about doing it. Very few people did. Maybe nobody except him did. And, uh, you know, I think he made a tremendous mistake. And on a humanitarian basis, it's a, as bad as anyone's ever seen. I mean, that, it'll take 100 years to rebuild that country. And they're knocking down buildings and things that are magnificent, old. You know, we have in this country 200-year-old buildings that we think they're great. Yeah. They have buildings that are thousands of years old. You know, it's like they have things that are very old and very beautiful, and they're gone. They're wiped out. A lot of things are wiped out. A lot of, a lot of, most importantly, the people, but artwork and so much is, is just that country is devastated. It's going to take 100 years to rebuild that country. Mr. Uh, Mr. President, um, thank you so much. Are you, are you looking forward? Uh, forward? Do you, you see more things coming from the Durham report that will help your case? Well, I think so. I mean, it looks like he set a foundation. And if you look at what he's got, these are Hillary Clinton people, and he's got a very strong foundation. And you look at that, and now you look at the times where they did. I thought that was another terrible story, really terrible. They knew all about Hunter Biden. They said they misread it. They knew all about Hunter Biden and criminality. It made a 17-point difference. But we won it anyway. We got 75 million votes. We got more votes than any sitting president has ever gotten. I was told if I got what I got the last time, we got 12 million more votes. I, I, I was told if we got what we got the last time we went. So, you know, I, I think that uh, a lot of things are going to be happening over the coming year. You are very lucky to be doing what you're doing because your show is going to get very interesting. <laughs> so is the world, unfortunately. Uh, well, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, because much of it is sadly, I have to yes, say. Yeah. Mr. President, thank you so much for talking to us. I, I really appreciate it. This is a, This is something that every American, I don't care who you voted for, how you feel about any of the people that are um, involved here. Every American should care what happened uh, and the power that has been uh, <clears throat> uh, gathered by Hillary Clinton and the DNC and how corrupt we have become. This We won't have fair elections and won't have freedom until somebody pays a price for what has happened. Thank you very much, Mr. President. Appreciate it. Thank you, Glenn. And we have a very corrupt media. Remember that. I know. Yeah. Next time we're on, I'll ask where the media is in the lawsuit. Thank you so much. God bless. The Glenn Back Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, I know your day is busy. Sometimes it flies by, but I want to take just just a couple of minutes of your time today and ask you to call American Financing today. It'll take 10 minutes. You can get a free mortgage review from America's Home for Home Loans. You can learn about custom loan options that may fit your budget better. Uh, the key word here is learn because this is not a company that's going to force you into an unnecessary loan they're not like that they offer free no obligation reviews never any upfront or hidden fees these people care about you and your family and they are learning from you what you're trying to accomplish and then 
You'll learn from them if there's things that can you can do that will save you hundreds, if not a thousand dollars a month or more, especially as inflation heats up. Get a consolidation loan or a mortgage refi. You could skip up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net or call them at 800-906-2440. Get the Great Reset, the new book from Glenn Beck. It's available in bookstores everywhere and on glennsnewbook.com. Hello, America. Um, If you happen to live in West Virginia, you care about ESG, I would love for you to call the uh, governor of West Virginia. West Virginia has passed S-262. The bill prohibits financial institutions from doing any business with the state of West Virginia if they are engaged in boycotts of energy companies. This is huge. I don't know if you saw Larry Fink in this most arrogant letter to uh, his shareholders and his people. And really it's to the world. Um, He released it yesterday. He thinks he's the world leader. Nobody elected him, but he is probably the most powerful man on the planet. And he knows it. Yesterday, he talked about how, what we've done in Ukraine, all of our companies, um, it it is, uh, uh, it's going to change the world. And this is the future. Listen to this. Quote, these actions taken by the private sector demonstrate the power of capital markets, how the markets can provide capital to those who constructively work within the system and how quickly those markets can deny it to those who operate outside of it. If you don't think that this is the great reset and they're going to tell you exactly what to do, You are out of your mind. They're clearly telling you this. Um, And it's not about Russia. It's about everything. And I have more on that coming up later. But uh, back to West Virginia, the Senate, the House, they have passed it. Now it is going for uh, the uh, governor's signature. He has said that he is going to sign it. Uh, He's the West, uh, West Virginia governor, Jim Justice. Um, And would you do me a favor and would you call Governor Jim Justice and thank him for doing the right thing for him and the people of West Virginia or for his state and the people of West Virginia? If you're in West Virginia, your governor needs to hear a big thank you for signing this bill as early as maybe today or over the weekend. Um, he is expected to sign it before the deadline of March 30th, and it is critical in West Virginia that the governor hears, thank you for doing the right thing and signing this anti-ESG law. Critical, West Virginia. Please make that call. As I said, um, you know, there's a, uh, there's a statement, a letter that was written by one of the leaders of the Great Reset, and it is it is truly terrifying. I will send it out, tweet it out and uh, post it at glenbeck.com. But it tells you exactly where the world is headed and it is headed for the Great Reset. And if you think that this will not affect you, it will. 
Remember, the idea is we got to get everybody healthy. We got to save the planet. We have to be social justice warriors. If you step out of line, let me give you this. If if everybody's in it for health, because we all owe health responsibilities to one another. Uh, and the way to do that is to just make your life miserable until you get healthy. Do you think your digitized, programmable, personal um, uh, Fed coin, do you think it's going to allow people like me to buy ice cream when I'm at the store? I might have a limit because it's programmable to me. And if they have all of my metadata, they know everything about me. They know that I could lose a few LBs, fatty. Do you really think that it is in the community's best interest that we eat like we eat? When I go in and buy things, you don't think that they're going to limit? Of course they will. Of course they will. And this is all going to be done in the name of inflation. That's going to be the latest uh, uh, real trouble. Uh, but, and, and not just inflation. Did you hear uh, what, President Biden, what President Biden said yesterday? I'm sure we have this. Uh, yes, cut three. Listen to this from President Biden yesterday. With regard to food shortage, yes, we did re- re- talk about food shortages. And, uh, and it's going to be real. The, the price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. Did you hear that? Significant food shortages, not just on Ukraine or Russia, but on the rest of the world, including America. If I may, please... Please, when you're at a store, buy two of anything you can buy two of. I'm not asking you to hoard. That is going to become very unpopular. And I don't want you to panic. I just want you to go out. And if something is on sale or you're buying macaroni and cheese and you need one box, buy two. And every time you go shopping, buy two. Two of whatever it is that you need instead of one just start with that buy two and only use one everything forget about food shortages which are coming inflation is going to be outrageous by by this time next year i i have no idea food shortages and inflation i guarantee you Just by not panicking, just by buying two every time you go shopping and only using one, by this time next year, you will have made more money in just what you're saving because you can dip into your food shortage. You will make more money just on that food that you have and the food that you are now, the money you're saving by not buying that food at the high price. It will boggle your mind how much you're saving. You won't be able to make that much money on anything else that you could buy. It is something that you really, truly need to consider. I want to give you something else. There is uh, a good friend of mine who knows this kind of stuff. 
Um, he, uh, he wrote uh, last night. Let me see if I can find it here. He wrote a list of what everybody should be looking into. Um, gosh, where is it? Um, but he is talking about wheat. Even water is going up if you want to store water. Um, but wheat, pasta, olive oil. Uh, I'll give you the full list later on in the uh, program, but that's important to do. And, of course, if you're going to, I mean, if you're going to buy a new car, uh, I mean, look at Stu. How long have you wait? How long is it? You just passed your seven-month seven anniversary. Seven-month anniversary of my new yeah. car order. Very exciting. It's uh, in that uh, wonderful state of waiting to be plucked from the dealership. And you're... <laughs> uh, which at some point, I yeah. think, would theoretically But you don't even happen. know what it's going to cost, so you may not even buy it because you don't even know what it's going to cost you. My understanding is <laughs> the way the rules work uh, uh, among these dealerships is, is the parent company gets to tell them they can't sell new cars for exorbitant uh, prices. Oh, so that would be gouging. Now, what the dealerships have discovered is, uh-huh. let's just say a new car comes in, uh, one in high demand. What they can do is sell it to a, a close friend or confidant wow. who can then sell it back to them. As a used Holy car, which cow. they can then charge Are they massive, actually doing oh, that? That's happening all over the country. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah. I mean, some, what, you know, a car comes in, it costs, you know, I don't know, $50,000. You, you sell it, you sell it to the person for $50,000 MSRP. They sell it back to you for a slight markup, let's say 52000 Then you put it on your, on your lot for 70000 as a used car because no one can get cars. So they're massively in demand. Unbelievable. All these features can't come. Um, some of them are now the they're starting to deliver some cars, but without without the features, features without the things that yeah, you all order. you have to do is put the chips in. I mean, I know Ford. I think it's Ford is doing this with trucks that they're trucks that are loaded with all the features. They're missing the chips. So the truck runs just a lot of the stuff. The, yeah, the, you, you don't you have wanted. a wireless charger for your phone, for Correct. example. And again, like, can you drive a car without a wireless charger? Of course you can. Certainly. However, when you buy a new car, you order it a certain way. You want it to come in that way. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of the reason why people upgrade their cars is not necessarily because the car has issues with it running better. They want to get the new technology. They yeah, want to make yeah. you know, their lives a little bit easier. Um, so that's about to change, everybody. But just want to let you know. Yeah, I know. It does. And we're at the best of this. Remember when everybody said, Americans are just going to have to learn to do with less. They're going to have to. I guarantee you, a year from now, we're going to look back at this time of the COVID period and go, those are good times. Yeah. Well, we and, will. And I will say the car that I ordered would actually put me into uh, into negative territory on my esg score they will actually think i'm running a power plant uh, at my home a coal power plant is running in my back wow so my esg score is gonna suck oh yeah uh, but I, it, I mean did you see this story uh, uh this is from a couple of years ago but the credit card that will not oh yeah you you buy a certain amount of things over the year and you cross your carbon footprint limit shuts it off it will not let you buy anything anymore oh really that's crazy it's, what i know that's a financial instrument that is cutting you off now, what in, that'll in, never happen in theory with this car they're like oh it's just for environmentalists who want it uh-huh uh, but guess what the technology already exists and yes. it has existed for multiple yes. years by the way yeast 
flour, all-purpose flour, rice, beans, sugar, olive oil, pasta, oatmeal. Okay? Just a quick list of things you're really going to want to do. By the way, you can get them on Amazon right now and not be called a freak. Uh, A Faraday bag for your phone. Don't want your phone tracked? Put it in a Faraday bag. You can find them on Amazon. Now, if Stu's ESG footprint is going to be bad, (laughs) I spent the day yesterday with a group of people that truly have the worst carbon footprint of anyone I know. I'll tell you about it coming up in just a minute. First, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. We have... We have got to start doing business, and this is why we're so appreciative of your business at Blaze TV. There is going to come a time when, I mean, how are you going to get sponsors? How are we even going to be heard? We need your support. And every company that stands with you, please, please do business with them. We're in this together. And if we don't all stand together, and I mean this more than I've ever said it before, if we don't hang together, we'll all hang separately, as, as Franklin said. We need a parallel economy. We need a phone service that is on our side. Somebody who's fighting with us and not gouging our eyes out while sending all their money to the left. Patriot Mobile, that company needs your support and you want them as your phone carrier because They're going to save you money. They'll give you the same great service. They will save you money. And they're fighting with us. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Switch today and save. Get free activation with the offer code Beck. Uh, PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT and give them the promo code Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. So we were talking about the uh, carbon footprint and Stu trying to get a car. Um, I went yesterday to the Museum of the American GI. Uh, this is down in uh, College, Station, uh, College Station, Texas. And it is remarkable. It is, it, it's run by two guys, owned by two guys, and I can't say run. It is all of the people there that I met. This is a passion project for them. I walked in uh, to this warehouse where they have... All of these tanks and all of the, everything from World War II. Uh, and they're all sitting in this warehouse. They all can be fired and they all work. And they're like in brand new condition because the guys who run it and all of the people that work there are all freaks. They love this stuff and they want to restore it perfectly. So it's the tank from the first tank from Renault. In uh, 1917, the first tank we bought from the awful car company in France, Renault. It's a ridiculous tank. Uh, Yesterday, I drove a Sherman tank. They all work. And this weekend, they are having a deal for families where you can come out, you can fire them, uh, you can (laughs) climb inside of them. It's crazy. It is crazy. Um, And it's like five bucks, I think, to get in. Don't quote me, but I think it's five or six bucks. For adults. And oh my gosh. Oh yeah. This this is cheap fun. 
cheap fun. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, hang on just a second. It is at the Museum of the American GI. You can find out more about it. Just go to AmericanGIMuseum.org. I'm thinking about coming there. I mean, I, I went yesterday because uh, I have plans this weekend that I'm trying to get out of because I, I want to go back. I mean, it is it's so cool. It is so cool. And everybody there is like a World War II freak. So if you want to know anything, I met the, the world's expert on patent yesterday. Ask him any question. Think of a hard patent question. Look something up that you think nobody knows. He knows it. <laughs> it's crazy. It, find out about it. It happens this weekend here in Texas. AmericanGIMuseum.org. They always talk about the Second Amendment argument. Like, what are you going to do if you have, you have a gun and then there's a tank rolling down? Uh, what are you going to do with your private weapons? Well, we'll bring out our private tanks. Yeah. There's a lot <laughs> yeah, of them here in Texas. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> There's a lot of them. It's crazy. And these guys are, they're just so great. I could hang out with these guys forever. I love people who are passionate about whatever it is they do. Yeah. You know, and these guys are so passionate about it. And it's all run on private money. They just, they do it. And everybody volunteers their time. And they just want to... They just want to preserve the history and pass it on. Your kids, your family will have a blast and you'll learn a ton this weekend. Uh, all right. It is the American American GI Museum. American GI Museum dot org. Uh, check it out this weekend. Really go. I might see you there. All right. Bill O'Reilly is coming up next. Yeah, their carbon footprints do is massive starting those tanks up. This is the Glenn Back Program. So you may know that I'm a rancher. I raise cattle and I am so concerned about the community of ranchers because I don't know how they're going to stay in business and that what that means for meat prices keep getting hitting all time highs for meat and seafood cooking and grilling at home used to be the way to save money. But with prices up nearly 20 percent, that's a thing of the past. If you're looking to save money without sacrificing quality, then you need to tech check out good ranchers. They have delicious American meat and they deliver it to your door. Because here's the thing. The amount of important, imported beef has gone up just like inflation. If you want 100% quality American meat at a great price, go to Good Ranchers. Right now you get $30 off their already low prices plus free shipping by visiting GoodRanchers.com slash Glenn. Uh, do a one-time order or subscribe and save an additional 25% or $25 on every box. Plus, when you subscribe, listen to this, your price will never go up for the life of your subscription. Good Ranchers, American meat, American ranchers, goodranchers.com slash Glenn, goodranchers.com slash Glenn. Here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Wow, what hasn't happened this week? 
Bill O'Reilly is here to give us some perspective on everything that has happened. And we start with whatever he thinks is the biggest story of the week. I can't wait to hear how he ranks what happens this week. And I don't know where I would begin. Bill O'Reilly in 60 seconds. All right. I, I want you to know that there are certain basic things that we think we know that we have no idea. For instance, they're talking about a new gas card, right? Government might send out gas cards to everybody because of the price of gas and inflation. Uh-huh. That's the worst idea if you know how inflation works. You don't just give out more money. That's what's caused the inflation. But do you, do you know about that? There are all these topics and so much more all covered in the individual books uh, from the Tuttle Twins. And they are they they break it down. So, you know, your six year old, your 10 year old, uh, they they have, uh, you know, young adult books for your teenagers and they break these concepts down. I don't know if you've ever read The Creature from Jekyll Island. But that's how the Fed works. That's all about the history of the Fed. Well, they've just made this into like a little a kid's book. The uh, Creature from Jekyll Island. Uh, This is just one of the books, but this is one that you should read. You should read because you're going to need to understand what causes inflation and who causes inflation. Do yourself, your kids, and your country a favor. Order right now. The Tuttle Twins offering bonuses if you order today. Any book you want, I mean, you can get this one, 35% off. You can buy a whole set. Plus, you'll get uh, discounts and bonuses. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Do it now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, biggest story of the week, sir. Putin's losing. That's the biggest story of the week, the month, maybe the year. Okay. What does that mean? And it means that the Russian military complex thought it would go in in about 10 days and occupy most of Ukraine and that Zelensky would flee like the uh, Afghan leaders did. um, And none of it's happened. And now... With the increased weaponry that NATO is uh, sending into Ukraine, remember the whole western border of Ukraine is open. Mm-hmm. The Russians don't have anybody there, so they can get as much inf- uh, armaments and uh, humanitarian aid in there as possible. So Putin uh, now is embarrassed because every military expert in the world knows that his army is not performing well, and instantly. The defense minister of Russia vanishes. Did you catch that back? Yes, did I you did. See that story? Yes. I wonder where he is. Probably looking out of a window and then wanting to see the sidewalk at close-up distance quickly, or at the bottom of a lake. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that would be like our defense chief, you know, Blinken, Secretary of State, or any, anybody like that, just uh, disappearing. Lloyd Austin, just disappearing just gone okay happened yesterday that that is the signal that right there that the the defense minister of russia has disappeared now none of the russian people know that and probably the army doesn't even know it because there's no flow of information 
inside Russia. It, he knocked down Facebook and Instagram, and it's hard to tweet there, except the Russian government can tweet worldwide because Twitter hasn't banned them. <laughs> Trump is off, but the Russian government is okay. Yeah, Putin's fine. Donald Trump, absolutely not. Hey, Jack Dorsey, hello. Well, okay. I mean, he's probably still busy working on a reason to, uh, uh, to <laughs> kick the Ayatollah off. I want everyone listening to us right now, all the tens of millions of Glenn Beck fans, to just step back and just think that a former president of the United States is banned from Twitter, yet the Putin government is not. Now, that is about as stunning an indictment of any corporation I have ever seen. Would you not agree, Beck? I would agree. I would agree. And so, it's not complicated. No. Even the ladies on The View could understand it. You'd have to tell them slowly. You, you have to go over every word with them. But they could grasp it. Well, you, you had, I think it was YouTube uh, that removed the, uh, uh, the CPAC uh, video because the president mentioned that it was a crooked election. Yeah. Gone. And so gone. Okay. So as long as we all know what's happening inside our own country, but Mm -hmm. let's get back to Putin. So there's little Vlad five foot seven. Okay. And you haven't seen him topless lately because he's now serious Vlad. So he hasn't been topless hunting tigers. He's uh, clothed slaughtering Ukraine children. That's that's where Vlad is. He's a real macho man. You know, the village people love him. <laughs> so anyway, he thought he'd roll in there and that the eastern part of Ukraine would be waving Russian flags and thank you for liberating us, Vlad. You're the greatest guy. And then he would occupy the key cities in Ukraine and do what he wants in there, impose some guy like they did in uh, Belarus and Georgia that loves Vlad. That's what he thought. Now, there's no assurance that the Russian army will even defeat the Ukrainians. So the, and it's been more than a month. The news, the news today is, is that the Ukrainians uh, have pushed the Russians completely out of Kiev. So they have gained ground on the Russians. That's, you can't believe that. That's crazy. That's the problem. No, I know, I know, I know. You can't believe any reportage coming out of Ukraine because the Ukrainian government obviously is going to go, we're kicking serious butt, and the Russians are going, oh, no, no, we are. So, but what is beyond any dispute is that we are into week five, and the Russians right. don't have any part of this theater so, secured. So, Bill, let me ask you this. You know, when we showed the world how incompetent we were in uh, Afghanistan, it changed every ally and uh, enemy's sure. mind about us. Sure. What does this do for Russia? Because we were always told Russia was a very good uh, military and they had completely updated and they are they're better than they've ever been. Really? Excellent question, Beck. And I'm going to give you a surprising answer. <clears throat> so you have to understand the Russian army are conscripts. Yeah. They're drafted. Right. They're not signing up like uh, the American army. Right. All right. So there's these guys out on the steps. They're 17, 18 years old. 
they're all of a sudden in a uniform. They don't want to be in a uniform. They're not elite forces. And that's who's getting the um, bulk of the fighting in Ukraine. So this is like, uh, I mean, I thought Afghanistan was this for them, but this is like Vietnam for us. And that's not yeah. against the American but our, soldiers. Our but forces in, in Vietnam were not incompetent. The, the communists never beat us one time. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. But there's a difference between incompetent. I don't want to take down the Vietnam soldiers by any stretch of the imagination. Right, right. But their heart wasn't in it. Um, that, that's true. Because but they not were. Not everybody. But yeah, the U.S. military performed very well under tremendously adverse circumstances in Vietnam. That's not the case in Ukraine. So these Ukrainian um, fighters are far more motivated than the Russian conscripts. But here's the most important thing of this embarrassment, military embarrassment for Putin. She is watching this. Yeah. Now, Putin cannot survive on this planet without China. So now she is going, you know what? This might not be our best ally. If we throw in with him, we're going to get economic sanctions put on us. That's going to hurt China big time because it's an export economy. They have to sell their stuff overseas. If nobody buys it, the Chinese don't eat. So now she goes, look at this. Um, So I fully expect, because China is different from Russia, this is one man causing this thing in in, uh, Ukraine. One man and one man only, Putin. It's not the Duma. It's not the Russian people. It's him. China's different. So she, who is the virtual dictator there, he's got to answer. He's got to answer. Putin doesn't have to answer. Not now. But when the military turns on him, which I believe will happen, wow. that's going to be the end of Putin. All right. So uh, let me ask you this, because that is a, a trapped rat. Uh, and even, you know, you, you corner a cat and they pounce. They, they will fight their way out. And he is a uh, he's a fighter and we backed him into a corner. Uh, I just had President uh, Trump on about an hour ago and and asked him this question. So does he find a way out or does he amp things up and and actually consider things like chemical weapons? And Trump told me, I don't know. I can't predict him. I don't know now. Well, that's a that's a fair answer from trump oh i think it is how can anybody know how emotionally damaged vlad putin is we know he's emotionally damaged because no rational human being would do what he did so we know that but again in order to carry out gas and nukes and all of this the army has to do it the commanders have to do it and Putin is in a position now where his main guy, the defense minister, obviously he wasn't, you know, performing. He's gone. The major commanders know that. The Russian commanders know it, that he's out. And are they going to they gonna do that? I'm not sure. So I think. Well, Putin- I mean, look at Project Valkyrie. I mean. It takes a lot for you to turn on a commander in chief who just can kill it you. It does, but when you're talking nukes and gas, you know, uh, when you're talking that kind of stuff, then Russia, the the people, the military is the only group in Russia that can neutralize Putin. So no, the people really, the people can rise up and they can cause trouble, but they can't get them. The military could. So. Putin's not nearly as strong as he was 
seven weeks ago. So, so, right? so, so let me ask you this, and I'm not asking you for a prediction. I'm asking you for the most likely or most probable outcome here. Do you see this ending quickly? Do you th- see this dragging on? Do you see him getting more violent or uh, a coup, an inside coup from the military? Well, I, I think that Putin uh, has a few more weeks to do whatever he thinks he can do. Um, but the sanctions are really cutting into the supply chain. We have supply chain problems in America. Can you imagine the supply chain problems in Russia, Beck? Yeah. They can't get Big Macs. They can't have a Coke. They can't <laughs> well, I will on tell the Internet. You, it, it, you Russia, know. you know this. Russia is a very different. The big cities are very Americanized or, you know, Western. Yeah. But and once the, they run out of vodka, yeah. I mean, you know, hey. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So what I'm trying to say is this. I think he's got a window, Putin, of a maybe two or three more weeks that he can – He's not going to be in a position of what they call, it's a cliche, do or die. In that two or three week period, Zelensky has already signaled, look, we won't join NATO. They probably give Putin a few eastern provinces in the country if he'd Mm -hmm. stop. They probably would do that. So I think that the odds are that Putin will say, okay, I'm going to stop and declare victory. And I'm going to tell the Russian people on a, you know, yeah, an, yeah. an announcement that the Russians are heroic mm-hmm. and we freed all these people. You know, that's probably the best odds. But nobody can really um, no. Nobody can really predict it. But here's something that people don't know either. The patriarch of the Russian Orthodox Church, 90 percent of Russians are Russian Orthodox. Kirill is his name. He is supporting Putin. Oh, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable that this guy, who's like the Pope in Russia, oh yeah, is supporting Putin because if he, he sees if him. He, he real, who is bound for hell. Hey, patriarch, yeah. you really believe in heaven and hell? Guess where you're going? Okay, if he would say, you know, I think enough's enough. Yeah, Putin would have to stop. Well, Putin is is positioned himself because of Alexander Dugan as a as a defender of the faith. Yeah, he's got uh, the cross on. Right. Even I mean, when he's topless, yeah. he wears a cross. <laughs> I don't want to even think about that, Bill. All right, back with more with Bill O'Reilly. There's a ton to talk about. You can stay the full hour with me, Bill? Yeah, back. Okay. You know, I wouldn't do it for anybody else, but for you. I know. You're, come on, man. You're in Long Island. You're, you're probably in your boxers, and you've got a metal detector. You're out by the beach looking for coins or... bill o'reilly more with him coming up in just a second when you're living with aches and pains especially if they're frequent or all the time it is easy to let that define your life come on we need you in the fight everybody's got to be at their best that's one of the reasons i'm trying to no i'm not trying i'm going to lose all of this weight and get into shape everybody has to be at their best to be able, why is everybody laughing at me? Why are you, look, <laughs> you saw looking that. at me? You saw that, huh? Yeah, I did. I wasn't. In t- you weren't mm. supposed to see that. Yeah. Well, you were looking right at me, and I was looking right at you. Well, no, I looked at Sarah. Yeah. We laughed together. I yeah, thought that was okay. a separate laugh. All righty. Anyway, uh, get out of pain. Try the quick start from Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. Try it for three weeks. If it's not working for you in three weeks, yes, you're out twenty dollars. But 70% of the people who try it, it works for. 
let's cross our fingers that you are part of that 70 percent and you get out of pain and you get your life back relieffactor.com 1-800 the number four relief 1-800-4 relief relieffactor.com feel the difference 10 seconds station id Uh, so yesterday, uh, Bill, or the, this this week, a lot of things have happened, especially with uh, the the financial systems of the world. Uh, China is cobbling together a new world order. Russia is part of that. Looks like India may go that way, um, and maybe even Saudi Arabia. And the Russian uh, foreign minister was talking about Brazil and Mexico, et cetera, et cetera, getting off of the dollar. Um, and so that's their side. But here's what Joe Biden said also this week. You know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy, not just the world economy, in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're going to there's going to be a new world order out there and we've got to lead it. We've yeah. got to unite. So he is rest. talking about basically Bretton Woods three. So if this ends, do we go back to the the order, the financial order of the dollar being the key? Or is it is it already on a path where it's too late and it's going to we're going to bifurcate here in the world? Well, those are a lot of big words. Bifurcate. Wow. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know what okay, it means. So I look, think I'm it has something economic, to do with sexuality. But yeah, I'm, a, I'm not an economic expert, but this is how I see it. Because I'm a simple man and I go from A to B to C. The street is not concerned with this. Wall Street is not concerned with it. So if if Wall Street believed that the U.S. dollar was not going to be the currency of the whole world, believe me, you would see a crash in the stock market and the bond market of the United States. And that has not happened. That's Mm -hmm. number one. Okay, So they don't believe it. Number two, when you look at the individual countries, the ruble is worth nothing. Mm-hmm. So that you, the uh, Saudi Arabia can go, oh, okay, we're going to sell oil and we're going to take rubles. They're not taking rubles, okay? Because rubles doesn't buy them the yacht. Right. They're not rubles talking about taking rubles. They're, they're talking about a, a yes. new uh, yes. yuan backed up by commodities. Yeah, I call it yen because I, I refuse to uh, to legitimize Mao Zedong. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm still back in 1949. Right, okay. Good. Um, but anyway, the, the Arabs are not going to take the Chinese money. And they're not going to take it. They don't like the way it looks. They don't. They're not taking it. So but all of this is to rattle Biden's chain and, the, and America's chain. That's what they, they want to do. They want to lessen the power of the USA. And that's always been the case. You write about it in your book. The Great Reset. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all of this to me is not worrisome. I get mail because we do BillOReilly.com and, and we have a mail segment. I go, oh, what should I pull all my mail, uh, my money out of the bank and bury it? And I said, no, do anything. Just r- let's ride this p- out. Now, Joe Biden doesn't know, you know, the New World Order, Joe. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. What's the New World Order? What is that? He does. Great Reset. Oh, he does. But he know. doesn't know what it is. Oh, he I think he does. No, his all his he, economic advisors are all from BlackRock. Yeah, they're all and, and from they're, BlackRock, and they're horrible. Um, the most important thing, and this is very important for your audience to understand, that the United States can do right now to build an economy that dominates the world is to get our energy industry on track. 
to make it easier to harvest fossil fuel that the world needs. And that That is the most important thing. Amen. You're exactly right. And that will not happen under this administration uh, and with the uh, the Democrats in Congress, because that goes against the new world order uh, that BlackRock and this White House and everybody else is pushing. They are not going to open up anything. They're going to continue to penalize and starve from cash all oil producers and fossil fuel people the Glenn back program back with more here in a second um i i love bill but uh i will tell you uh i i disagree with him on what's coming financially i think the world has been uh the people who know have been working on on things uh, a new financial order for quite some time that's why russia and china and others have been buying gold 200,000 tons of gold for China. Um, it is, it's remarkable what's happening, and that's because they believe the dollar is worthless and they're going to go back to a, uh, they're going to go back to a, a gold standard or a commodity standard that will be backed by something. Please do this yourself. Please, gold or silver, find out if they are right for you. Build a hedge against insanity. And I'm not talking about every 10%. Just spread everything out because you're not sure what's going to stand and what isn't. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Call Goldline right now and find out if gold or silver is right for you. And ask them about the new Ben Franklin Stand in Love commemorative round. They are fantastic. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn for the Blaze TV subscription. More with Bill O'Reilly coming up. Bill, we've got uh, about 10 minutes left. I want to talk to you about three things. Uh, let's start with the uh, Kataji, uh, uh, Kataji, uh, uh Brown Jackson hearings. Okay, give me a minute before you boot me off here. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I just will. have something fairly yeah. important for your audience. Okay. All right, so uh, Manchin just announced the Democratic Senator from West Virginia. He'll vote for uh, Judge Brown Jackson. So she's going to be confirmed. Uh, three Republicans will vote for her um, Murkowski in Alaska, Collins in Maine, and your pal Mitt Romney. Romney. He's not yeah. my pal, believe me. Let me I ask you. You guys had uh, no, no property. No, no. no. Okay. Uh, so, so let me ask you this: uh, How can anyone, literally yes. anyone, vote for her? Not based on politics, just based on the fact that she cannot define what a woman is. Well, that was her big uh, gaffe, and I would not vote for her um, because I'm a fair guy. I think you know that. Mm -hmm. You know me a long time, Mm -hmm. and I listen to her, and I don't believe her. I I mean, she's trying to come across as this constitutionalist who's going to be objective in her rulings. Mm -hmm. That's what she tried to sell. Mm -hmm. And then I'm seeing somebody who's deeply involved with political correctness and woke culture. Yeah. They don't work. Isn't that what you see? Yes, yes, and it won't Uh, work. That's what I see. Yes. So do I want one of the nine most powerful people in the country to be yet another woke monster? Let me ask you. Let me ask you about um, Clarence Thomas. Have you 
have you heard? I mean, we should all be on our knees begging for him uh, to to uh, get well. He's still in the hospital. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I, yeah. I, I can't comment on it. But obviously, if Biden has another pick, uh, it's bad. Biden's going to put in the most left wing yep. people he can find. And I, I, you know, I, w- it's, I, I will it's, tell you this also um, uh, with um, uh, uh, with Katanji Brown Jackson. She is also somebody who is for packing the court. Uh, so she is she's all for that she says she's not but her record shows uh something uh, a great deal different uh and the same people who are saying that the republicans are so mean they are now mounting a campaign and bringing up uh what uh jenny thomas happened to say about you know the election in november of 2020 they're bringing that up and making sure, they're sliming them a sliming um, while she's with her husband in the hospital i know i mean look they don't you know who they are i, know, I mean I know, it's I horrible Just, look the right-wing fanatics the crazy right-wing people are bad but they're not as bad <laughs> As the crazy left-wing fanatics. Yeah. Um, I just want to make one more point on this. Yeah. So this is why the midterm elections in November yep. are so vital. Because if the Republicans can take the Senate, then Biden can't get his left-wing people through. Okay? Yep. So, I mean, it's just so vital. Look, you may hate Trump, and a lot of Americans do. Republicans hate him. But he put in... Can, traditional judges on the Supreme Court, which that is the only way to save the country. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let me switch to uh, Disney. The Disney protest. Disney is a company that has completely lost control of its company. It's Did you see the Iger interview with uh, John Stewart? Did no, you see it? No. Oh, this was unbelievable. So Bob Iger is a former CEO of Disney. He's the guy that brought it woke. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. and Disney's so bad that ABC Entertainment ju- will not accept great scripts from white men. Unbelievable! And they admit it. The woman said it. I get really excellent scripts all the time, but they're from white men, and we're just not going to do business with them. Oh my God! What? Okay, so Disney now is, as you put it, the most extreme woke company on earth. Mm-hmm. But but they're really not, because they charge so much money to go to the Disney theme parks that poor and working class families cannot go. So black kids can't go to Disney World or Disneyland unless their parents make over $80,000 a year. Easy because over 80000 so much money. Oh, yeah. You're, you're in debt. You go to Disney, you are in debt for a long ah, time. So... They can say whatever they want, but can't you have like a advanced sale discount or maybe Tuesdays for the working class? Something? Yeah. No. Okay. So Iger goes on with John Stewart. He's got a little podcast, I guess. And, and Stewart is, is real hopped up about the irresponsibility of the press, as he should be and every American should mm-hmm. be. And that's my column this weekend on BillOReilly.com. The American press has fallen apart. Okay. So Stewart goes... What's the matter with these companies? You're the CEO of Disney. You run ABC News. Whatever. What's the matter? Right, right. So Iger looks at Stewart and goes, well, the problem is that companies do not hold 
journalists responsible when they say false things and when they distort the record. <laughs> and I'm going, The View is run by ABC, ABC. you moron. You, I mean, if I were Stewart, I would have grabbed his throat. I would have launched off the chair <laughs> and grabbed his throat and throttled him. <laughs> How dare you say oh, that when you run yeah. the view? That is so funny. That is so funny. Did I get too wound up? No, I don't think so. I think that's appropriate. Uh, let me uh, let me switch to the final topic. I just had um, uh, President uh, Trump on talking about his lawsuit against everybody uh yeah. on the left everybody that was involved with the steel dossier uh the only people he hasn't named yet are the uh are, is the media i think in a in a in an america that i grew up in that i understood this would have teeth but you wouldn't need it because the justice department would have already taken care of these things yeah i Does thought this, trump he should he should name putin in that lawsuit get putin in there um, because Putin, Russian collusion, hack, yeah. come on, get everybody in, everybody in. So do, does this have a chance? No, but it's worth the do. It's worth the effort because number one, he files in Florida, so he gets a conservative federal court. No, throw it, no, the judge, throw it out. the judge is um, appointed by um, uh, Clinton and was the judge that threw out, you know, her private server stuff threw that lawsuit out yeah but then they'll go to the court of appeals yeah what what and and trump's not paying any lawyer the lawyers are doing free so they can get on cable news and you know here's a big shot representing trump so it's no Mm. downside for trump to do this if they ever get the depositions that means hillary clinton walks in Comey walks in under oath and that's what it's all about so what does Trump have to lose by throwing his giant hand grenade uh, into the federal court system? Nothing. And, you know, once you beat Stormy Daniels, I mean, the sky's the limit, right? <laughs> well, I will tell you this. I am uh, I'm one of the Americans that I don't care how you voted. Um, and I don't care if you like him or hate him. This is important that this is cleaned up so it can never be happen. It can never happen again. Nobody has paid any price for any of this. And except the American people. Except back. the American people. Yeah. Except it was so corrupt. People. My last column, and it's still on BillOReilly.com, says this is the most corrupt action in American history vis-a-vis presidential elections when you ignore the Hunter Biden laptop and then you promote Russian collusion, you combine the two. There has never been a bigger media scandal ever. All right. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. I got a minute, right? You do. Yeah. Okay. So I got a lot of people uh, walking up to me because everybody knows me back. And and they're (sighs) very, very frightened. Of course. You're a very large man. I am large. I mean, they're unusually frightened me, large. Frightened of the country. All right? Oh, okay. That, all right. That okay. we don't have enough power <laughs> to fend off the bad guys. And I look at them and I say, when you read "Killing the Killers" out May third, the secret war against terrorists, I describe the weaponry that the United States has. No one knows the ferocity of our weapon system. Mm-hmm. If we wanted to take out bad Vlad. We could take them out in 20 minutes, but of course that might lead to a nuclear war. Yeah. 
Okay, but the weaponry we have, the warheads and everything else, dwarfs anything bad Vlad has or she. And we go through it methodically in Killing the Killers because these are the weapons that are being used to assassinate the jihadists. And no one knows about it, Beck. I sent you a copy this weekend. I, I didn't expect get it. you to start to read that book. I didn't get it. You got it, Beck, because I traced I, it no, I, right no, you, to your house. I, there is, I've got all your books down right here, and I do not have Killing the Killers. <laughs> I never received it. This is what I got with Killing the Mob. Uh, well, I don't know. This, I got Killing the Mob eventually, but uh, not in advance. So, uh-huh. all right. Well, Stu stole it to give to his mother. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, Bill O'Reilly, the name of the book, I guess, I wish I had a copy of it, Killing the Killers, <laughs> The Secret War Against Terrorists. And uh, it's Bill O'Reilly. And you can order it now on Amazon or wherever you get your books. And while you're there, there are hardbound copies available now of The Great Reset. Uh, and you can get that wherever books are sold. Book. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's a good book, Beck. God Thank bless you. Thank you very much for having me. You bet. See Talk you. to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bill. Uh, by the way, one good news update before we go to break. Uh, Clarence Thomas released from the hospital. Oh, thank goodness. Thank God. Thank God. Please pray for him. I mean, if if we don't have the Senate and one of these guys dies, we are toast. We are toast. All right. Let me I'd tell be, you. I'd be pro weekend at Bernie's, honestly, at that point. Oh, I would too. I would. <laughs> oh, <laughs> whatever we have to do. I think his family would be the same. They'd be like, what? God, he's fine. He's Dad's a little fine. Sleepy. Look at him. You know, Look not as him. loud as he used to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Big fan of being prepared, obviously. And I think you know that if you've been listening to me for, oh, I don't know, even, even 10 minutes. But being prepped isn't just about stored food and water, guns, ammunition, Bibles, things like that. It's also about making sure that the life you lead is as safe as possible and that means your life online we have a digital identity and our digital footprint is probably bigger than our physical footprint now all your money everything is all online that's what lifelock is here for now they can't catch all of the bad guys nobody can but they can monitor things better than you can on your own and any other service that i know of And here's where the rubber really meets the road. If you do, by chance, become a victim, they have a team of restoration specialists that will work with you to help fix the problem and fix it quickly. So join now up to 25% off your first year with LifeLock, lifelock lifelock.com. Just use the promo code BECK and save that 25%. You can call them at 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25%, 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation, 888-727-BECK. So see if, and maybe I'm just the dumbest man in America. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. But can you make sense of this uh, USA Today article suggesting that there's really no way to define a woman. Um, The uh, subject, you know, came up in the uh, court. Can I provide a definition of woman? No, I can't. You can't? No, not in this context. I'm not a biologist. Piece published in USA Today yesterday tackled the subject, running the headline, Marsha Blackburn asked Brown Jackson to define 
woman. Science says there's no simple answer. Now, let me add. You ready? Scientists agree there's no sufficient way to clearly define what makes someone a woman. And with the billions of women on the planet, there is so much variation. Traditional notions of sex and gender suggest a simple binary. If you're born with a penis, you're a male and identify as a man. If you're born with a vagina, you are a female and identify as a... No, not identify. No, 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 listen, listen. But the reality is more complex. Oh, my God. Okay? There's not a single biological answer. There's not even an answer to the question, what is female, according to Jordan Young, pointing to at least six biological markers. Okay? You ready? You got to take these into account. Mm -hmm. Genitals chromosomes, gonads, internal reproductive structures, hormone ratios, and secondary sex characteristics. Okay, so you got to have a penis or a vagina, the chromosome, X or Y. Uh, You have to have ovaries or testicles. You have to have a uterus or not. I think that's easy to define a woman. Yeah. That's easy. We've nailed it. That's easy. Now, they've added two other things there, right? Secondary sex characteristics. No idea what those which are. Which they can identify as anything. Okay, I could say secondary sex characteristics. Uh, a, a woman who looks very manly? Is that... <laughs> well, I this mean, is what they're doing, right? There's Well, the, this, this person's secondary sex characteristics are that they like sports and hang out with the guys. Is that what it, so is, that what it is? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's what they're doing. And what was the other one? It was the uh, hormonal uh, percentages. It's yeah. like, all right, well, uh, that can obviously vary and you could still be a woman or a man. Uh, when you're a, when you're incredible. an older woman or an older man, you have hormonal differences. And that's why guys get testosterone. Right. Things change. Over Things time. change. That does not make you. That doesn't mean you leave the category no. of male or female. You have a very low t- testosterone. You may be a female. Right. That's not no. how this works at all. And they know it. And look at this. what's amazing to this is the only thing they actually criticized of all the unconstitutional nonsense around Ketanji Brown Jackson is that she said not that she didn't answer. They liked that. Because there's, of course, scientists agree there's no answer, which is absurd. Absurd. But in addition to that, the thing they complained about was she said, I'm not a biologist, as if a biologist could answer it. They're pissed off at her because she she indicated that a biologist would be able to answer it. And this biologist. That's what they're frustrated <laughs> right, about. Right. Right. You can answer these questions. And this is the nonsense. You can't answer the definition of a word. You're not allowed to use it. You can't use words that you don't know what they mean. Excuse me. You, I, I'm not saying this. Joe Biden said this. You were selected by by a president because you were a black woman. If how I can't know? define yeah. a woman, how does he know he got the right person? How do we know he kept that campaign promise? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's I think there should be a campaign. Ridiculous. I think somebody should start it. How do we know she's a woman? Joe Biden has failed on his campaign promises. I want to see the six characteristics. I want to test. The Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk to you a little bit about sweat block. Sweat block is for men. Yeah, that's why when I called Tom Brady, I said, hey, Tom. How you keeping, you know, the sweat down when you're with, uh, you know, the hot babe? And uh, he said, sweat block. And I said, what about on the gridiron? He said, sweat block. 
So that's why men like Tom Brady and me, completely made up story, use <laughs> sweat block. Don't call him for details. He's going to pretend we don't know each other and he's never heard of sweat block. It's a great deodorant. It really, really works. Uh, it, it blocks man sweat. But ladies like it too. And if you really have a problem, try sweat block the antiperspirant wipes. These are like nuclear weapons against sweating. Honest to God, nuclear. You apply it once every seven days. Okay? It's a nuclear weapon for sweat. Uh, try the deodorant stick or the wipes. You can do it now. Call them. Get sweatblock, sweatblock.com. Use the promo code uh, Beck and you'll save 20%. You can also find sweatblock on Amazon. the Twitters, of course, to be found on the information superhighway, Alex Epstein writes, President Biden is a fascist in the literal sense of the term. He believes in pseudo private property that government has an unlimited right to control. Case in point, he wants to dictate the exact relationship between crude and gas prices, which he is totally ignorant about. <laughs> oh, I wish he were wrong, but instead, he's on the program in 60 seconds. Okay, there are really a lot of good real estate agents that you can find, and there are a lot of crappy ones. But when you're selling your house, uh, don't you know? Don't don't take the real estate agent that's like, yeah, my son just started real estate. He's great. No, it's great. He's doing part-time right now. No, no, no. I want an expert. I want somebody who really knows what my house is worth, knows how to negotiate, has the best track record of selling homes in my area, knows the players. I want somebody who has a list of people when they come in and go, yeah, you know, you're really going to have to fix that. Okay. Do you know somebody that can fix it quickly? Because, uh... Everybody I know is like, eh, you know, supply line, you know, supply chain's breaking down. Re supply chain? Really? All they have to do is come over and just hook that back up. Eh, supply chain. I need somebody with a huge Rolodex as well. Somebody who is going to get the job done right. So you save the most amount of money when you're buying a house and you get the most amount of money when you're selling a house. Those are the real estate agents that we're going to turn you on to. It is a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. Do your own homework. Meet these people. You'll see the difference. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Alex Epstein. Oh, my gosh. President Biden is a fascist. Oh, 
How can you possibly say that, Alex? <laughs> well, so thank you for picking my most controversial and most <laughs> literally true quote. Yes, it uh, is. In a long time. Yeah, it is truth. By the way, let me introduce you. Uh, this is Alex Epstein. He, or Epstein, he is the founder and CEO. You got it right the first time. It's Did Epstein. I? Epstein, sorry. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Alex Epstein, founder and CEO, Center for Industrial Progress, author of The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels. And uh, it is a great, great book. Uh, all right, Alex, how could that possibly be true? It's weird that the term fascism isn't used except to insult kind of pro-freedom people. Yes. But fascism has a literal meaning, which I indicated in that tweet, which is it's, it's essentially the same thing as socialism, which is total government ownership and control of everything. But under fascism, there's this phony ownership. So you have title to property. But the government has unlimited ability to control your exercise of that property. Mm. And in some ways, it's worse than socialism, because I, Ayn Rand roughly put it as, you know, it gives you the responsibility of ownership yep. without the benefits. Yep. It almost sounds like the Great Reset, but I digress. Go ahead, Alex. Oh, yeah. Well, it is, but, but I think it's important, and I'm glad you're highlighting the Great Reset, which is actually the Great Regress, mm-hmm. but the Great Regress is global fascism in particular. So it's not saying it's become out of fashion to say, okay, well, we all us smart people are going to literally own everything and control it. They're like, no, you can own it, but we have unlimited control, including we get to control every molecule of CO2, which basically means every body and every machine in the society. So I think it's really important to identify fascism as a thing and for its negative associations to remain with it. And I think it's why it upsets people so much when I do it, because they don't want those associations, but those associations are very deserved. So there's some disturbing things uh, like yesterday coming out from um, Larry Fink, the uh, head of BlackRock, which is one of the leaders of this fascistic movement. I mean, in case you don't know, he just said the actions taken by the private sector in Ukraine and Russia demonstrate the power of capital markets, how the markets can provide capital to those who have constructively worked within the system and how quickly they can deny it to those who operate outside of it. Holy mother, that sounds terrifying. That's everything we said was coming. That is fascism. And you and what's happening is uh, President Biden is saying we're going to do everything we can to get these oil prices down. No, he's not. He's doing exactly the opposite, exactly the opposite. And he's doing it through these corporations in a public private partnership on ESG to not provide any of the financing for these companies to actually build the infrastructure or reopen the infrastructure to get things flowing again. So you raise a lot of issues, and I think all of those issues uh, come together in what just occurred a few days ago, which is the SEC announcing new what they call climate-related disclosure rules. This this is in the context where we have rising oil prices, rising gasoline prices, There's and lowering security, particularly in Europe, but also concerns in the U.S., and there's a recognition that we need more domestic fossil fuel production and maybe that those who have been opposing domestic fossil fuel production over the years are villains in this case. And the Biden administration, that's kind of an obvious thing, but the Biden administration is trying to stretch all logic and say, no, in fact, we have done nothing to oppose uh, domestic fossil fuel production, even though 
I've been doing this for the last 20 years, including as part of Obama. And even though I literally ran on, I guarantee you we will end fossil fuel. So they're trying to stretch this so much, but they can't help themselves because at the same time, they just propose these rules, which literally say that, which in effect mean, I should say that every company under a certain jurisdiction has to acknowledge climate catastrophisms. You have to say our CO2 emissions are not just causing warming, but literally global catastrophe. And you have to adopt practices that the government deems good. And they specify particular things like renewable energy, which really means unreliable solar wind. So if that's not fascism, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's even worse than regular fascism because it's green fascism, which means green is the idea that human impact is bad. So it's, which is an anti-human idea. So it's mm-hmm. anti-industrial fascism. So the worst of all worlds, government control, but it's not even trying to make industry effective. It's trying to make industry green, which ultimately means just we don't do anything. So here's here's one thing that because I'd like you to make the moral case. Um, but here's here's something that most people don't know. When Trump got into office, Rick Perry was our secretary of energy and he went over to Poland and uh, Poland is uh, somebody that was completely dependent on Russia uh, for their gas. And Rick said, well, how much gas do you guys need? And he told him, uh, the president of Poland told him, and he's like, I think we can get that from just Texas alone. Hey, don't worry about your gas problem. We were shipping so much natural gas over to Poland that they were actually selling part of it because they had enough for themselves they were selling part of it to ukraine that took everybody out of the russia pipeline and biden comes in that's over we're not sending it now that's insanity well so there's just this basic fact which is that the u.s has virtually limitless quantities of fossil fuel that we can produce domestically and abroad. So, and, and this is true of the world in general. So when you see price spikes and supply not meeting demand, you can be sure that's a political phenomenon, not a physical phenomenon or some like lack Correct. of skill or something like that. And the, the natural gas case that you raise is a very instructive example. Recently on my, my podcast, Power Hour, I had Toby Rice, who's the CEO of EQT, which is the nation's largest natural gas producer. And he said, you know, we could be producing a third more natural gas if we had the pipeline infrastructure and the export infrastructure. Well, who's been opposing pipelines and exports for 20 years? Mm -hmm. Joe Biden and in general, the anti-fossil fuel left. So the idea that they've done nothing to restrict production is just an insult to our intelligence. Yeah. Um, So talk to me about, I mean, because when people say we got to get off fossil fuels, getting off of fossil fuels, even if we were building all kinds of nuclear reactors, we must have fossil fuels because almost everything in our lives has petrochemicals attached to it, correct? That's true, but it's, it's a relatively small fraction of fossil fuels, and it's particularly oil and natural gas, although you can do that stuff with coal. So you're right that the general idea of keep it in the ground, one major reason it's just totally ignorant and destructive is because we have all these life-enhancing synthetic materials. So if you Correct. want to keep it in the ground, that means the artificial hearts are never going to exist. That means, you know, refrigerators are not going to exist. Modern sanitation is not going to exist. So it's, it's, what it really shows is the just fundamental irresponsibility of the anti-fossil fuel movement. But it's not just the petrochemicals. The main thing is, is the energy because fossil yeah. fuels are still 
are a uniquely cost-effective source of energy, which means they provide low-cost, reliable energy for all types of machines, including heavy-duty industry and transportation, things that nothing else does right now. And they do it on a scale of billions of people in thousands of places. And this is a world that is dramatically underpowered. We still have 3 billion people using less electricity than a typical American refrigerator. And that's why I say I have a new book coming out in two months called Fossil Future, and it is a fossil future, and we need to embrace that because the world needs more energy. Fossil fuels are uniquely good. We should be liberating nuclear, what I call decriminalizing nuclear. That's a key thing. But yes. for, for human beings to flourish for decades and generations to come, we need to be doubling down on fossil fuels. So right now, it looks like the the new axis power, if it's cobbled together, um, would include much of Asia, China, of course, um, and uh, India, maybe even Saudi Arabia and uh, uh, Russia, they're all going to double down on fossil fuels, which makes our fight for climate ridiculous because you can't do half of the world. Um, <laughs> but that's what we're going to do. What happens to the West if we continue to go down this road with a great reset and choking to death all of our fossil fuels. What, what does that mean for us? I'm glad you're highlighting this. In Fossil Future, I, I use the term unilateral disempowerment to discuss this because we're, we're unilaterally saying, yeah, we're not going to be empowered by fossil fuels, but we're one-sixth of the world's emissions and declining. So what happens is... One-sixth. Go ahead. And declining. Yeah. And so if you look at it, it's really terrifying. I mean, we're just getting a memory now of the 70s, which I was not alive and I was born in 1980. But I know the history. People have had no idea until recently what an energy crisis is like and what you will do in an energy crisis. But what you see with Europe is look how cowardly they are in the face of Russia. They won't do anything. Why? Because Russia can literally kill them by cutting off their energy supply because they were so irresponsible and made themselves super dependent on Russia. This is just the beginning, though. There can be far more control. So there's the ability to cut off people's energy. Yeah. But then there's also just the ability to have far more resources for an economy and, and to wage war. A, a brilliant point, Palmer Lucky, who's the creator of Oculus, but also created the, the new defense company, Andrel, like a, one of the few tech guys who's really pro-American, he made the point that, you know, you succeed in wars with a massive domestic production ability that you can sustain. How does ours compare to China right now? And what's going to happen if we keep mandating unreliable solar and wind, and then they keep using 60 plus percent coal for their electricity, including to make our unreliable solar panels and wind turbines? We're we're going to be, we'll be France at best, France without nuclear power. Let me ask you this. Um, We keep talking about, you know, well, gas is so expensive. You just buy an electric car. The electricity coming from the outlet is not a magic box. Most of it is made by coal. Some of it is made by uh, fossil fuels. Some of it is made by um, uh, by nuclear. But you cannot cut off the uh, fossil fuels in our power plants. How fast? What does it look like? What percentage has to be plugging their cars in? before we we without changing anything have an energy crisis because of electricity yeah that's a that's a great thing to raise you know the babylon b i live in california still and the babylon b had this great headline when newsom newsom is just such a piece of work because you know by 2035 he said we're outlawing uh 
uh, gasoline cars. And they had this great headline, you know, governor outlaws uh, like, you know, gasoline cars or mandates electric cars in a state without electricity. Right. And that is the essential logic of what we're talking about. We're going to say we're going to use all of these battery cars and yet we're undercutting our ability to produce electricity. And we're seeing, you know, even more than the canary in the coal mine with what's happened in California, with what's happened in Texas. Just the fundamental thing that's happening is people are mandating unreliable solar and wind and they are divesting from reliable power plants. And in particular, they are not investing in resiliency measures. That's a lot of what happened in Texas, where you don't weatherize things. So Correct. while Alberta was did great with worse temperatures during the week of the Texas crisis, uh, Texas had a disaster because it's it spent you know seventy billion dollars on solar and wind and the related infrastructure. So it's it's a disaster to depend on elect like. The more you have electric vehicles, you have to have an amazingly robust grid, and yet we're mandating these vehicles and worsening the grid, which just gives the government total control and can lead to total catastrophe. All right. I want to spend one more minute with you and talk to you about nuclear power, Uh, and we'll do that when we come back. First, Car Shield. There is... Well, there's nothing better than sitting in wall-to-wall traffic on your way to work and looking down at the dash and seeing the check engine light pop on. Oh, man. And didn't the warranty just run out? It's almost as if there's a car conspiracy. What you need is Car Shield. Plans through Car Shield include coast to coast roadside assistance, rental car options, trip reimbursement, all at no extra cost. And Car Shield has helped literally millions of drivers. They're America's number one car protection company. So please do yourself a favor, get coverage today. If your warranty is out, I'm telling you, there is something affordable that you can. So you're not surprised. The worst thing that can happen to you when you're financially just really living paycheck to paycheck is to have a surprise and a car surprise is never a good surprise. Car Shield, carshield.com slash back. Call them at 800-391-8888. You can save 10% on your plan and lock in your pricing forever, forever. Carshield.com slash back 800-391-8888. Save 10% right now. Deductible may apply. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Alex, let's talk a little bit about nuclear power plants. Is it true that... Um, uh, Europe is thinking about actually coming back into line with nuclear power. I've heard talk that they're thinking about passing a bill saying that um, that cannot be included in ESG. So it's true that there's the totally insane position that we care about CO2 emissions and yet we're against the best way of producing them, namely nuclear energy. That is finally getting attacked, which is nice. You're seeing that in Europe. You're seeing that in the U.S. The problem is, is that the anti-nuclear movement has spent the last 40 years essentially criminalizing nuclear to the point where, say, in the U.S., the price has gone up by a factor of 10, even though nuclear is has proven safer than people thought and even though we have far more knowledge now and the raw material prices haven't gone up so how does something become 10 times more expensive adjusted for inflation because the government has made it impossible and and i'm I'm working actively with some people in congress and if anyone else wants to join on a decriminalizing nuclear platform what we've seen mostly so far though is welfare handouts 
and quote unquote research, but that's not what's needed primarily. We need to liberate nuclear so you can have actual innovation and a free market. And without that, it's just going to be all these boondoggles, so, uh, which, you know, in the U.S., we have all these nuclear boondoggles, but nothing has gotten fully approved and conceived, conceived and approved since the Nuclear Regulatory Commission got created in 1975. I heard that there are these new nuclear plants that are being tested that are small, uh, that can't really go into a meltdown at all. They're all self-contained and small. Uh, do you know anything about this next generation of yeah. nuclear power? I, I do. And so it's, they're, they're often called SMRs, small modular reactors. The thing is, if you look at the timetable on these things, it's very emblematic of what happens nuclear. They keep getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And they're, it's a great thing to pursue. But as long as the criminalizing uh, continues, any new nuclear technology is going to be demonized and criminalized. Even nuclear reactors can very rarely melt down in certain circumstances, but that doesn't kill people. That's still better than the safest of any other energy technology, certainly way safer than hydro or fossil fuels or even solar and wind. So we shouldn't demonize, as long as people believe existing nuclear is bad and they treat it as a criminal enterprise, we're not going to have any new nuclear. So the main thing that has to happen is political reform, not just, oh, let's do something new, because the new thing will be treated in the exact same wrong way as the old thing. Alex, I appreciate it. Um, thank you so much. And if there's anything you need to, to do to help uh, uh, legalize something that is totally legal um, uh, with nuclear energy, count me in as a supporter. I, I think nuclear energy always has been and is the rational person's uh, future and energy solution. Thank you so much. Thanks, Glenn. You Great bet. To talk to you. Bye-bye. Uh, Alex Epstein. Uh, Epstein. Epstein. I, I, how do you know the difference? I'll, you ask him, and he tells I you know, in and the middle of the interview, and then I can't remember, and then I freak out it. which That's one it, it is. Stein. Alex Epstein, founder and CEO of Center for Industrial Progress, but also the author of The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels, a must-read. The Glenn Back Program. All right, so you're heading into the weekend. You're probably excited about it because you can snack whenever you want, whatever you want, without your wife constantly behind you saying, how many candy bars does that make today? The whole pizza is not just for you. Oh, yeah. No, my wife is never saying like that to me, of course, because I, I am into protein bars. <laughs> I'm into Built Bars. Built Bars. Have you tried their puffs yet? Oh, they're delicious. They are flavored marshmallow i love the chocolate banana it is unbelievable marshmallows that taste like bananas all wrapped in delicious chocolate a hundred percent real chocolate how can these be good for you i have no idea i'm not asking any questions i know they're low calorie high in protein uh good for you uh and you you could tend to eat too many of them. Uh, I mean, you, you wouldn't have any experience. I wouldn't have that. any experience. Built.com. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Save 15%. BEC15 at Built.com. Really good for you and delicious. A new subscriber only, Glenn TV today. Studios America, Pat Gray, and so much more at blazetv.com slash Glenn.
This is the Glenn Beck program. Joe Biden said something pretty incredible yesterday. Um, he uh, came out and started explaining. What do you mean that uh, the American people need to uh, understand that this will come at great cost? Remember, he said that when he first announced the sanctions. Well, here he is on food shortages yesterday. With regard to food shortage, yes, we did talk about food shortages. And, uh, and it's going to be real. The, the price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. Mm, okay. Food shortages. When the president, like Biden, says something that is not good for his approval rating, uh, when he says these things are going to happen, uh, I would uh, I would suspect they're going to be much worse. You know, he was like, yeah, we, yeah, we have some inflation, but it's, you know, temporary, transitory. <laughs> nope. So he is warning about food shortages now, and there's going to be an answer for all of these things. And one of them is um, uh, control of you what you buy what you don't rationing i would imagine is going to be part of things in the future uh at least gasoline i'm sure um here's the blackrock ceo uh blackrock is this is the biggest investment group in the world uh larry fink is the ceo he's probably the most powerful man in the world and he knows it here's what he said uh at a new york times conference listen well, behaviors are going to have to change, and this is one thing we're, going to, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors, and at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. Okay, so we're forcing behaviors. This is called ESG. Please get the book, The Great Reset. My book is out, and you can get it in hardbound copy right now while paper lasts. Um, these actions um, uh, taken by the private sector demonstrate the power of the capital markets now that is larry fink yesterday in what he uh, wrote very arrogant uh, what he wrote to investors now they take companies over they just buy them and they buy enough to be able to take the um uh, to take the board over they put three environmentalists at exxon on the board and they just force them to do things. And if they can't force them, the banks will or the government will or the insurance companies will because they control so much of everything. And uh, this is all built on fear and intimidation. As he says at BlackRock, we're we're forcing you to do things. OK, listen to what he said about Russia. These actions taken by the private sector demonstrate the power of capital markets how the markets can provide capital to those who constructively work within the system and how quickly they can deny it to those who operate outside of it. Now, if that doesn't send a chill down your spine, you better check because you may be dead. If you don't think that they would do it to a country with nuclear weapons, and they wouldn't, for some reason, do it to your store, your business, your life. You don't have any nuclear weapons. They can silence you online. You'll never be heard from. You will comply or will use 
your access to capital to crush you. There are some states that are standing against this now, and it is vital that you call your governors and your state reps and your state senators and you have them pass anti ESG legislation. I want to I want to talk to you um, about West Virginia, West Virginia. The legislature has passed S-262, so it's gone through the Senate and the House. It prohibits financial institutions, banks, uh, anybody who's financial services from doing business with the state of Virginia if they're engaged in any kind of a boycott of energy companies. This is really important. I wish it was broader. I wish it included the S and the G, but at least you can stop this nonsense of people like BlackRock saying, no, we, you know what? You're a, you're risky. You're in petrochemicals. You're in, in, you know, fossil fuels. And I just don't think we can take that risk. So no bank will give you a loan. That's what's happening. Now we've had Riley Moore. He's the treasurer. Love this guy. He has championed this legislation, been sounding the alarm of the urgent need for states to stand together and address ESG. The good news is, is that West Virginia Governor Jim Justice has indicated he's going to sign the legislation. Um, it has a deadline of March 30th, which is what day? What, what day is it today? 25th. Okay, so early next week. He could sign it as early as today. I would like you to give him positive reinforcement and thank him for doing the right thing in his state and for the people of West Virginia and quite honestly, the rest of the nation, because we require energy and West Virginia provides a lot of coal. So Jim Justice is his name. If you're in West Virginia, you know, call the Capitol, call uh, his office uh, don't send an email. Just call his office and thank him for signing the anti-ESG bill. Thank him in advance because I, I know he's going to do the right thing. So call his office and thank him. Uh, his name again is Jim Justice, the West Virginia governor. You highlighting here the the legislative pushback, I guess, against ESG uh, scores. Is part of this, though, too, in addition to what you're talking about, people who are on your side of this mm -hmm. people who understand this from a conservative perspective or a constitutional perspective free market free market perspective. Perspective, that are in positions of power not only just because they're maybe very wealthy and could fund an effort that would push back against this but also people who work or maybe run banks that can say hey we see what's going on with the esg scores Come to us and we're going to deal with you like a business. Mm -hmm. Is there a, a role for people like that to step up and say, we see what's going on and we're going to help and would garner loyalty, I think, from a lot of people in this audience who would rather do so business with people like there that? There are banks that are working on this uh, and I'm not prepared to say you know what they are um, because they're in the midst of cobbling together some things uh, to stand against it because they see this as a, a free market thing. Um, however, uh, you got to deal with the Fed, who is also in on ESG. Mm. They get their loans from the Fed. So the, the, the problem with ESG is it's captured almost everything. So you have to choke it off with the investment money. If everybody said, 
I'm not dealing with uh, BlackRock. And you think you don't. But if you have a 401k or any kind of investment, I can guarantee you your money is with BlackRock. Some way or another, you are helping BlackRock. You need to go to your corporate uh, you know, um, HR and say, Hey, I, I want to see, are we invested in BlackRock and get your money out of BlackRock? You need to start choking the money off of, of people like BlackRock or any of these big banks. They will respond to that. That's why it is so vital that these states say we're not doing business with any company or, and that would include BlackRock. That's a company that is choking off our fossil fuels. We're not, we're not taking all of our retirement funds. We're not doing any kind of business with state funds with you. That will make the biggest impact. Is there a role for crypto in this as well? And is this why people like Elizabeth Warren, for example, seem to be so against it? Yeah, because you once the Fed has the Fed coin, then you're trapped. Then you're in the situation that McDonald's was in in Russia. Oh, I, I guess I'm going to leave all my but stuff. Reputational in. risk. Was that the phrase? Reputational mm. risk. That's that's when you know a company is being pressured um, by ESG reputational risk. Well, you'll have the same thing because companies will say to you ah, i can't really do that um because you could be a real liability for me and you can't take your money and buy things there's a story today um this is from i think sweden uh Dukonomy. Dukonomy is has a new card out now this is i don't have a problem with this because this this is your personal choice at this point but this is the way digital currency will work. The do black. Um, and what it is, is it tracks. Th- this is your credit card and it tracks your carbon footprint as you spend. And then it puts a hard limit on your footprint for the year. So your card stops working after you've reached your carbon footprint. That's the kind of thing that a programmable digital dollar can and will do, especially if you have people like Larry Fink and, and and Klaus Schwab and all of the people that believe in the Great Reset, or more importantly, modern monetary theory, which is what our government is working on now. Print as much money as you need or want. You don't even have to worry about people loaning you the money. It, you're good for it uh, as long as you can control spending at the individual level they have to be able to control what you buy where you buy and to control in public private partnerships all of the industry uh, industry and and labor that's vital that's the second half of modern monetary theory which we are operating on right now by the way There's a couple of other things I want to just quickly mention. Um, There's a story out now. Poor countries that are reliant on fossil fuel revenues need more time to end production and financial support to do so. Okay, so poor countries, they're going to need rich countries. Whenever you hear rich countries, just think of the United States of America, rich companies, uh, countries to support them because they rely on fossil fuels. Rich companies 
uh, countries must end all oil and gas production by 2034 to keep the world on track for a 1.5 degree Celsius and give poorer nations longer to replace their income from fossil fuel production. So they're going to phase this out. First, transfer of wealth. We have to prop up the economies uh, in the rest of the world because they can't get off of fossil fuels because they're not industrialized enough. We have to get off industrial zero, zero oil and gas production by 2034. Zero. Not possible. Not possible. So we're going to be paying for somebody else because we're a rich com- uh, country, but we have to stop all oil and gas. The good news is if this is actually the idea that seems to be fairly close to the Great Reset, if this is what we're shooting for, the good news is we'll be one of those poor com- countries. So we'll be able to make <laughs> oil and gas because there's not going to be two dimes to rub together in this economy. <laughs> All right. Goldline. I want to talk to you a little bit about Goldline. They've got a couple of things going on. First of all, they're launching the first item of the new series of the one ounce silver Benjamin Franklin uh, commemorative round. Uh, there's a reason I have to call it a commemorative round. It's great because it's uh, it looks like a coin, but it is definitely not used for currency. It's a, it's a Ben Franklin on the front. It is uh, on the back, the original seal that he suggested for the United States with the Pharaoh and the Egyptians chasing uh, the Hebrews into the Red Sea. It is a fantastic coin. You have one right in front of you. Yeah, really cool. They are they are really cool. Uh, limited edition. Um, and they're great collector's items, but they are also 100% silver, and they're coming out now. Uh, with gold and copper versions that are available, um, I designed these coin, these silver rounds, uh, and uh, I think you'll. I just think you'll love them. Anyway, collector's items, huh? I'm a big collector, Glenn. Are you? I like collecting coins like this th- right. because I want a collection of them. Right. And I, and you might meet other collectors sometimes, and they might have something, you know. Uh, in their collection that you would mm-hmm. go like, hey, I'll trade you one of these for one of yours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's great collections to have. Uh, also, Goldline will have the gold and silver. I'm sorry, the gold and copper versions available. Uh, it's a great way to build a hedge against insanity. Qualifying orders are going to also receive a signed copy of my most recent book, The Great Reset. Also extremely limited. A collector's item. Find out how you can acquire this and uh, and the book. All you have to do is call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Hey, you want a big carbon footprint at a very low price? Go to the Museum of the American GI this weekend. Uh, this is in uh, College Station, Texas. They do this once a year, and they have tank battles. They have you can fire uh, a howitzer. I think it's a howitzer. 
one of the big guns. You can fire them. Uh, you can climb inside these World War II tanks that are uh, and Vietnam tanks, German tanks. It's crazy. And it's like five or six bucks a head for adults and cheaper for children. It is really, really cool. And uh, these people, they're all volunteers and they know everything about, uh, you know, these machines and also the war. It's fantastic. Bring your kids to it. AmericanGIMuseum.org. You can find out more about it. It starts, I think, today and goes through the weekend. Uh, All right. Boy, it's been fun. You bet. Hmm. Now... Now I get to go do a TV show for five o'clock today. Yeah, where my staff <laughs> has been trying to get me to do TikTok, and I'm like, I'm not doing TikTok, and they're like, you're gonna love TikTok, and I'm like, I'm not even looking at TikTok, and so now they've put together all these TikTok videos. They won't show me in advance, and they're like, Glenn, <laughs> you've got to comment on this. This is, it's the collection of the dumbest people ever, oh. ever on the face of the earth are all on TikTok, and I'm like. So you want me to join in? Oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. That's 5 o'clock today, Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program.